0: Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. You're your host, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. Don't let your eyes glaze over. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Fanatic Life podcast. Thanks so much again for for listening to us. We're certainly glad to be back. Jamie will be back again, I think, in January. So another solo uh, episode today. Episode 19 coming to you. It is is a fine uh, winter day uh, in southeast Texas. That means uh, high 70s and very humid. So, uh, you know, winter, late spring, either way hot and humid. Uh, We're so, so glad that you could could join us. This is actually my third time recording this episode. Unfortunately, it has taken me three times. The first time I thought, you know what? It wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be just a little bit better. And so I recorded it a second time. And on the second time, I actually used just my my, uh, recording program that I never use by itself. And when I played it back, everything was like jittery. Like the, the computer must have been freaking out when it was happening or something. I don't know. It was horrible, unusable. And so now we get a third shot at this. And, hey, that just means that means it's going to be fantastic. Number one episode ever today. I'm calling it right now. Oh, it is, uh, it is that Christmas season. It feels like it, even though it doesn't feel like it outside. Uh, we have done a lot of the Christmas things lights have gone up everywhere in our, in our neighborhood. As I mentioned last week, man, it's expensive. <laughs> we, uh, we got a quote on, on doing that. I told you guys that, uh, everyone hires someone to, to put the lights up on their house and that costs several hundred dollars the first year. And then like 300 a year after that, which is, which is quite a bit of money. I mean, it, I mean to me, it's worth it not to die uh, falling off my roof, but the initial cost is so much that, man, I, I need someone with a death wish just to come over and put up some, some Christmas lights for me. But we have already had in our little town, I told you about Halloween, that we've the people here just, just take, um, take those holidays to the extreme. They, they love getting out. They love decorating. They love showing up to things. And so we have already had um, uh, our Christmas parade. And, and we're in a town under 10,000. I have never seen so many people at a parade before as we did the other day. And, and just just phenomenal. Uh, it was a lot of fun because my kids, uh, what we did was we, um, uh, we created a, a float for, uh, for our church. And so my kids actually got to be on the float and, you know, look like we've got young people and all that good stuff. And we do, but, uh, it was fun for them and and they got to see some of their friends, you know, and waving at them and everything. And I got done and I thought, I asked them how they liked it and, and they really loved it. You know, they felt big after seeing their friends on the, on the street out there waving at them and whatnot. And I, I realized parades had been like a part of my life. My dad was a volunteer uh fire chief and so I was always either on a uh fire truck riding in a parade. If I played baseball, we were always celebrating something, you know, here uh, district champs, state champs, whatever it was. Uh and and it was it was just a part of my life and I realized my my 8 and 5-year-old had never never experienced that and so it was it was a lot of fun to to see and like I said, this town goes all out and so it was it was just a fantastic time to uh, to get out and and to see all of those things. It's a big competition, and I mean they they like I said they just go after it, so it's a lot of fun. We also just got back from uh, taking pictures with Santa. Friends of ours from church uh, invited us over, and they have a they have a beautiful house to begin with, but uh, she has it decorated so well. I mean it is amazing uh, the the amount of of Christmas decorations she has in here. I mean, it's so perfectly done. It, it looked like you could pay someone a lot of money to come and decorate your house. The way she has it. it is just phenomenal. It kind of looks like, you know, if you, you see an older movie and you see like a Woolworths or something like that, it's like, you can sit in the middle of Christmas. That's what it looks like. And uh, so that was a lot of fun with the kids uh, taking a picture with Santa and, and getting to see something like that, man, that that put me in the mood. And I hope that that you guys are, are out there and, and you're getting into your uh, your Christmas traditions. I mentioned last week, you know, the some of the the movies that that we like to watch every year. We haven't really started that. We just watched uh, tonight. We just watched the new Home Alone movie, and that was pretty good. It was cute. You know, a different, different take on, uh, you know, the, just trying to be a, a sequel of sorts, but uh, just a little different take on it. And it was cute. You know, it, it's not going to hold up to the original uh, by any means, but uh, I thought it was it was a fun watch, especially with with kids. So if you've got kids out there i would I would definitely uh, recommend that over on uh, on Disney plus. I wanted to uh, you you guys know uh, that this this podcast is about uh, is about just recommending things that we like and just talking about things we like, uh, both you and us. and we also want to recommend things that we're seeing. Last week, we talked about a really really an ironic uh, pick for me because I, I've said. So many times I don't really like dark movies that stay dark and things like that. And then I recommended The Shrink Next Door, which is very kind of heartbreaking, kind of a little depressing because of what you're seeing play out in front of you where a guy who just wanted help uh, kind of managing his life and managing the way he was feeling goes to a shrink and the shrink takes advantage of him. And uh, it's just, it's just very hard to watch. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, uh, I mentioned this last week and I think I mentioned that they have a podcast for this as well. Paul Rudd does a phenomenal job, by the way, uh, when you see, see this movie, but what I found out, I, I went, and I listened to uh, the podcast and after hearing the guy who got taken advantage of who, who Will Ferrell is playing in this series, man, Will does a really good job too. I, I at times I would think, it's kind of weird the way Will's talking, you know, just maybe it's not, you know, it's not a comedy. Maybe it's just you know, just his acting. He's just not really, you know, doing it well after hearing the guy. No, he's doing a really good job. And got, he even has the look down. If <laughs> you can look the guy up and the way Will dresses on this on this series is, is a fantastic as well. It's on Apple TV uh, if you if you get a chance to watch it. Uh, but but the podcast is, is really riveting as well because you kind of get to hear from these, these people, you hear their voices and spoiler alert, the guy that uh, Will Ferrell plays in the movie, that's not the only person that this, uh, that this shrink took uh, advantage of. And so it is it, again, heartbreaking, but uh, you, you see some justice there at the end uh, kind of laid out. Uh, we're, we're one episode away from that in the, in the video uh, world of that. The podcast is, is already done but I, I just want to to recommend that for you. I know it's on Apple podcast because the show's on Apple TV. I don't know if it's exclusive to Apple podcast, but I would check that out. It's just shrink next door. And it's just amazing kind of, kind of how that, that came about. I also saw, I went to another, so I've done, I've done the, the Santa thing. I've done the parade thing. And I also had another Christmas party for our church. And we, we had, uh, our, our, our leadership together. And uh, somebody started talking about kind of like we do on this podcast. Somebody started talking about what they, what they're watching. And uh, one of the things uh, a girl mentioned there was that she had been watching this documentary about a lady who used like scripture to, <laughs> to help people lose weight. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. And so even more interesting than that, I had never heard of this program. It's called, Way down, W-E-I-G-H, was the program. uh, And that was by uh, a lady of last name of Shamblin. Let me see. Her name was, oh, Gwen Shamblin. Yeah, Gwen Shamblin. And uh, the the crazy thing was, is that most of the ladies in that room uh, that were talking about that had heard of this lady. They either heard of, of her or had the program at home. So this, I think, was probably late eighties into the, into the nineties. And so it, I was probably too young. It wasn't in my circle or whatever the case may be. And, and so I hadn't heard of it, but these ladies had. And so the, the deal is the lady starts this, this program of losing weight. She's using scripture and, and I'm a minister, I'm a preacher. And so when I hear something like that, I, I always kind of go, I always kind of like squint my eyes and like, eh, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? Because I'm very conscious of, you know, are you are you just using like scripture? Are you tying yourself to religion to you know make just just make a dollar, or or is this you know real for you? And and I can't speak to that for her, but the way she was using it was uh, way out of out of bounds. So she starts off by uh, telling people what you need to do is you need to pray uh, when you when you think you're getting hungry, you know, you need to talk to God and. God will help you lose weight. Well, I have no problem with people praying about losing weight and wanting to. And, and as a big guy, I'll just tell you one, one of the most important things I think we can do is just stop and, uh, and think about it before we go and you know grab something to eat just out of habit. I don't know how many things I, I eat every day just out of habit. Like, oh, I, I need to grab something and I may not even be hungry. And so praying instead of, you know, blacking out and all of a sudden you're in the pantry. <laughs> praying is a great thing. I'm, I'm all for it. But it seems like uh, through the documentary that this lady kind of took this into, if you're, not, if, you, if you're not skinny, you're not right with God type of thing. That's what it seemed like anyway. And it, to me, uh, that is just, it was just a horrible use of, of, of scripture and kind of tying yourself uh, in that way uh, to Christianity. So she, she ends up uh, with this successful program. Now people lost weight. What it ended up being was she wanted you to only eat when your stomach growled. Well, for some of us, that's fine. Uh, but when you're really hungry, that was the biggest thing. And so what you get is uh, you have time between meals to, you know, you're not constantly snacking. And then it was, Hey, you feel like you want to keep eating at, at dinner or whatever the case may be. Just pray about it and, and quit, quit eating right there. Well, that's portion control. And so I'm I'm all for those things, but when you're saying, hey, you've got to be skinny to be right with God, uh that's a that's a problem for me. And uh, also one of the things that was reported that they made so so they have this uh this this program that is very successful. Well, she builds a church out of this. And she's kind of the the lead person in the church, the certainly the the face and the uh the voice of the church. And one of the things they did was if you were a member of that church you had to go through that program i think they said yearly and you had to pay so so no membership discount here you know you have to pay and, that, and that's good for business i guess you had to pay money to go back through this program to lose weight again because of this this ultra uh, fine focus on on weight being the deal and we make churches we make specific churches out of i don't know what nowadays And uh, weight loss is as good as any, but man, don't, don't tell people that, you know, if you don't lose weight, you're not right with God because scripture does not say that Uh, God loves you uh, either way. So please know that one thing that, that bugged me about the series though, and it's a, it's a fantastic watch. I wouldn't, I would encourage you to do that. That was on HBO max, but one of the things that, that did kind of drive me nuts. So it mentions where. When Shamblin came from, and that's Churches of Christ, which is where I come from as well. the The problem is, is how they laid out Churches of Christ. So they mentioned, "Hey, she was raised in the Church of Christ, and the Church of Christ is this." And it was a you know kind of a they almost I don't know if they said cultish, but they they said kind of words that you at least I was sensitive enough to think, "Oh, they're saying this is a cult." Well, that's a problem, obviously, uh, because I'm here. But the the crazy thing about it is it's. You know, when you say something like that, you're very you're generalizing everything. If you if you hear something about, hey, the churches of Christ believe, probably I mean it may be right, but it's so it's so hard to to or so easy to overgeneralize there. But churches of Christ actually uh, one of our one of our ideas is we want to be autonomous. We don't want to be tied to any other congregation. So uh, the, the reason for that is if we feel like uh, you know, we need to change something. Like, oh, I see in Scripture this, and I don't think we've been doing it right. There's no board. There's no directors somewhere else where we've got to go appeal to them and say, "Hey, we want to change this." And so, in Churches of Christ, you you run the gamut from people that believe all kinds of things. Certainly, we have some uh, some similarities and and beliefs that uh, we would share with with probably everyone. Hopefully, everyone. Uh, when you boil it down to big points. But when you say, "Hey, they come from the Churches of Christ," oh, I just oh no. And I, I from what they said, I know kind of, uh, kind of the the vein of Churches of Christ she came from, and and that is, it's different. That's all I'll say. But they even showed a Church of Christ uh, that's down just down the street from the church they created, and <laughs> that Church of Christ, Otter Creek Church of Christ, there in in uh, is it? Uh, it's in Brentwood, right around Nashville, Tennessee. It would be so far away from that, the kind of Church of Christ that Gwen Shamblin grew up in. I was just, man, it was driving me nuts watching that. So it just, that's a me thing. And probably none of you can relate to that. But it's like, you know, it's like anything we do. Hey, all white people believe, you know, that's not right. You know, we do that in, uh, in politics as well. Hey, this person, um, this person believes it. So that whole group of people must believe X, Y, Z. Yeah, it drives me nuts. That's never right. You want to have a fight with your, your wife or your, your uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, just say you always do X, Y, or Z. Yeah, that's, a, that's a ticket right to the couch, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So do not say that. But you guys know uh, as, as we go through these things, hey, I just want to recommend things that I'm experiencing and, uh, and seeing out there. And so I do recommend both those things. I have gone through serial killer documentaries, uh, cult documentaries. It's just fascinating to me to see kind of how uh, people just kind of line up to follow others. And all of a sudden you've got people coming out of it saying, man, I was brainwashed and all this stuff. And it's just, oh, it's just, it's crazy to see how uh, kind of blind we can be at at times. We can have those blind spots. It's, it's very interesting. Well, (laughs) one thing I want to talk about today Uh, other other than kind of crazy documentaries, uh, is is a video game. I've been, I play video games and I know a lot of you do as well. But one video game I've really been proud of lately was was a game called The Hunter Call of the Wild. If you're a deer hunter or if you like hunting games, period, this is the game to get right now. It is it is. It is fantastic. There are, there are problems with it, don't get me wrong, but it is fantastic. A big open world, lots of different animals, and, and they're built on the model of, I think it came out in like 18 or 19, something like that, and they just continue to build on that. So you know how video games are. A lot of them, you'll, you'll put out a game, and then a year later, two years later, it's uh, Deer Hunter 2, you know, like back in the day. Well, this game has built on itself, uh, like you know something like Fortnite, who uh, they offer it free, but they have in-game content to buy. Rocket League, uh, something like that keeps keeps going on going on. Uh, GTA is one of those that you know you ju- you're hoping for, <laughs> for a new iteration of it because that walking animation and moving animation is just horrible. all right, you have to agree with me there. But I love the way that they keep adding on to this, so every year or whatever you're not paying. 60 bucks. I I have loved uh, hunting. And so this has really helped me get back into a good hunting game. I started out in deer hunter, um, deer hunter, two, three, whatever they went up to. I had them. I think it's one of the first games that, that I played like multiplayer with my brother and, and other friends. It just, you know, a lot of fun with a, with a hobby we already loved. And, and they did a really good job, even even old computer games did a really good job. You could even plant food for deer, watch it grow and, and have deer come into you back in the day and it's just amazing. I'll tell you a funny story though. Uh, playing multiplayer on there it, it, again, fun because you were connecting, you could play uh, play with your family or whatever. and I think i was I was playing from college, you know, playing with my brother in high school. And one of the things they did with the deer hunter franchise is you could actually submit your biggest deer on the game and you know, they would put you, put you on the website or whatever it was at the time. And my brother killed what was the biggest deer ever killed on that game. Now what he did, he killed the deer, he took it to his trophy room or whatever. He got in there and he changed the name of it. Okay. So we do that. We, we have game cameras where uh, they're out in the woods and they take pictures. We go check them and we name our deer. So we know which deer we're talking about when we when we're talking about, Hey, I got a picture of, you know, uh, big seven broken, broken, whatever, you know, <laughs> who knows. And, and so we do that. And so my brother did that and he submitted when he saw that he was, he had the biggest deer, he thought, man, I need to submit this. So he did and they wouldn't accept it because he had edited the name they, they took it as if you know he had gone in and, and like manipulated the file to change what size it was like the size of the deer and, and so he his heart was broken over that the only thing I, I think I even comes close to that for me was one time I bought like a box of baseball cards started opening a pack and I had won whatever grand prize they had had like you know 15 years before, I mean, it was so long that I didn't even get that excited. Like, well, you know, that was a long time ago now, but uh, it was cool to see that. Hey, grand prize winner, but way too late after the fact. Uh, But yeah, uh, my brother, if you know my brother, ask him about that because he still remembers. Uh, I promise you he does. But anyway, back to Hunter Call of the Wild, they just keep releasing uh, releasing additions. so you can get different bundles you can get different packs uh, you know maps all these things actually this week they just released another map uh, called Mississippi and you can hunt alligator you they introduced raccoons quail uh, i don't know what else is on that map but i mean the list of animals you can hunt across that game is just amazing so there's no need for you know, extreme safari or, or, you know, a a different, uh, a separate game for this. And, and I really enjoy that. If I want the map, I can buy it. If I don't, I don't have to buy it. And so as I was thinking about that and kind of appreciating that game this week, I started thinking about how disappointed I am a lot of times in my sports games. I, I probably play sports games more than anything. Uh, Every year I'm going to have baseball, uh, which is MLB, the show, I'm going to have football, which is Madden and some years I'm going to have basketball. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to play those. And so many times I go ahead and pay, you know, 60 bucks and I'm disappointed. There, there's not enough there for me to say, man, this is worth 60 bucks. Actually this year I bought Madden. I bought, I'm I'm ashamed to say this. I bought it early, paid extra money. I've played it for two days uh, sparingly for 2 days hated it <laughs> and haven't played it again now that may not be fair they may have patched it but it was so bad that I just couldn't do it and and by reading other reviews about Madden uh I think everybody else thinks that as well it's just not good because and I'll I'll be specific on on why I didn't like it so I love playing as a safety like I don't make myself a quarterback I make myself a free safety and I want to, I want to play, I want to play back there and try to pick, uh, pick the ball off. I want to lay somebody out. And, uh, and that's always been effective. Apparently people thought that was too effective getting someone in the middle of the field that had some speed. Uh, but, and so they changed it. What they did was some people would call it nerfing it. So it's not as effective uh, as it could be. So you, you've, you've put some handcuffs on it. So when I played it, any time, even though I had built myself as 99 speed, 99 acceleration, agility, all that good stuff, if a receiver got on the other side of me, I could not catch him at all. I mean, n- not he's running one way, I'm running the other, and then turning around. It's just, if he got on the other side of you, there was zero closing speed. It didn't matter what speed he was, even a 99 overall uh, with myself. Hey, don't judge me. I love that. <laughs> I couldn't catch him. And so they they had made these stupid changes to the game that for me, you know, aren't necessary. And why why in the world would I want to pay that much money uh for a game change like that that I can't like, you know, there's no uh menu where I can change it, which I've talked about on here before. Why in the world do you go and make these these little bitty, you know, changes to games that end up impacting people? And, and you don't give them an option. Like, wh- why do you cap people on you know, in certain games on, on how much of an overall this certain position can be? Give, give the person the option to do whatever. That's, that's what people want with a game. Let me make it my own. Let me have fun the way I want to have fun, you know, and <laughs> that's, that's what I'm paying for. But we keep getting sports games, which, you know, we kind of joke about. It's just a roster update. The only thing we see changed is, you know, the new, uh, new people on new teams and, you know, all that's updated. Minor graphic things, maybe. And, and it is just, it's hard to watch. It's hard to play. Even the show. The show is a, a fantastic game. They've done a good job for, uh, for a long time. Uh, they, have, they have kept so many things the same, like Matt Vaskirjan does a wonderful job as the announcer. If you play a game very much, you do not want to hear over and over and over the same thing, uh, the same statement. Right now, his, the color guy on that game, if you get into a 3 2 count in the game, he's going to tell you, hey, you ought to try throwing the changeup on the outside corner because that's a hard pitch to hit. You know, you'll probably get the strikeout every time, it seems. And it is so old. Uh, but just, you just have things that are repetitive. And so if I play it a lot and then I pay another 60 bucks next year and I keep hearing the same thing, it just drives me nuts. And the show even made a big change this year. They, they put in where you could edit like stadiums and everything, which is, which is wonderful. Back in the, even (laughs) the crazy thing is even back on Xbox, there was a college baseball game where you could, you could get on there and you could change the way the fence looked. You could change the height and all that stuff. And, move it in, move it out, whatever. And, and so you haven't been able to do that on PlayStation and just this year on PlayStation five, they have put it in where, where you can, uh, it may be on PlayStation four as well, but at least on PlayStation five, you can change so many things. You can edit the whole stadium, uh, you know, the seats, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, I'm blanking here, the billboards, the, uh, just really everything. There's accessories. You can put trees, grass, uh, concrete. Yeah, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. But the rest of the game is, is pretty much the same. They're, even for a PlayStation 5 game, which I was so excited for, the graphics are nothing to write home about as far as an upgrade from uh, PlayStation 4. It's simply you know, the same game with uh, some new stuff, which uh, the new stuff is, uh, to me, it's made it much more playable. Uh, This year, so that that's actually a positive. But most of the time, like in Madden, Madden's busy adding a a game mode that I don't know if anybody plays that mess. I mean, it's just it's different, but it's not. You're you're buying it for a football game to play to play football. Now you can make that however you want to, but uh, why spend all this time putting in game modes that uh, who cares, you know? And making everyone pay sixty bucks. Would it not make more sense? to have sports games as something like the hunter call of the wild and other games are doing having a game that is just, you know, if you want the, this year's upgrade, you pay 1999 for the new pack or whatever the case may be. Would that not make more sense? And quite frankly, make us all a little less uh, angry when we open that or, or download that game or update or whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and and not not much has changed. I and it drives me nuts. I and I know you've all seen it because every year with with if you play sports games, that's kind of the the joke, the deal. Hey, it's just a roster update. I know why they wouldn't do it. <laughs> I know I've pitched this. Hey, why wouldn't why wouldn't they do it? I know why they wouldn't do it, and that's because everyone has gone to these ultimate teams, and of course every game now has uh, in-game transactions, microtransactions that add up to a lot. And, and sports games, I only play baseball, basketball, and football, uh, but I'd be shocked if the other, other games didn't have ultimate team type things. An ultimate team is uh, where you, you can play uh, and try to um, get different things so you can, you can earn cards, you can earn packs to open, and you, you try to build a team off of those player cards that you get out of the pack. Now, what happens is, is that people pay for more packs. And so you end up spending a lot of money. And whereas uh, some of the other parts of the game, like if you're playing a dynasty, you know, franchise, uh, you you can usually, I haven't tried this year, you can usually take over your franchise from the the previous year and put it on the new year. And so you can kind of continue what you were doing there. But as far as Ultimate Team, you know, you can spend hundreds, thousands of dollars on an ultimate team. No lie. I did this on basketball a couple of years ago. I spent, I spent a lot of money. I know I spent over 300 bucks on one game because I wanted to experience. I'd never done it before. I thought, well, what's the hype about? They keep, they keep throwing it in your face. You, you open the game. Hey, ultimate team, you've got a pack, you know, all this stuff. And so I went in and it was fun to do, uh, but it cost a whole lot of money. And then once the season's over, you know, we go through these cycles where once it's not basketball season anymore, you don't care to play basketball a lot of times, unless you, unless you just really love it. And so once the new season or, or it gets out of season, you know, kind of goes away, you lose all of that money. There's nothing to redeem. You can't, as far as I know, a no game allows you to move that ultimate team over to the new uh, new season. And so that makes everyone buy the new one and start afresh with, you know, paying more money on these microtransactions. So what I would like to see is a change in that. Uh, hey, I may, make it where you can move something over or something, but don't make us pay every year for little bitty changes in, in these games where even, even sometimes those changes really go the other way for me. They make a game less playable. If Madden wasn't one of those things that I, 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 down, I paid and downloaded it, which I don't like doing anyway, just in case this happens, because I'd love to be able to take it to Game Exchange or GameStop or what, uh, uh, yeah, Game Exchange, just to get, get some money back. But I downloaded it, nothing to get back. I uh, spent way too much money getting, you know, whatever the, um, whatever the premium pack of it was at the time. And now I've got something I, I, care, I don't care to play. Even sitting here, I'm a football fan. In the middle of the NFL season, I care less about uh, playing that right now. I'm actually playing baseball. That's, a, that's what I'm playing. I'm playing baseball and rocket league and the hunter call of the wild right now. So that's, that's, those are the three games that, uh, that I'm on, but what do you think should, should sports games try to go to that type of model or do you like uh, the way they are right now? I'd love to love to hear from that from you. Well, uh, every, uh, every episode, we try to give you recommendations. We try to talk about things we like and, and hope that you like as well. Today, I want to uh, point you to a website, of all things. It's called Humble Bundle, H-U-M-B-L-E, B-U-N-D-L-E, HumbleBundle.com. Uh, this is not a scam. <laughs> I have bought from this uh, this website, and it is a, uh, it, it's a good website. I, I sent my buddy Seth a message. I said, hey, you need to download this software from this site. And it, I said, it's legit. And as soon as I sent it to him, I thought, man, that sounds scammy. And so I had to send him something he knew was from me uh, that he could know, Hey, I'm actually talking to John and not someone fishing for information, but what they do is uh, this, this website uh, works with charity. And so you get on there and you will see different packages of software. Like right now they have a, I think a Corel draw, Corel paint, and they've got a lot of like uh, plugins and, and different packages for that. And it will only last so long. And so Uh, What you'll do is you'll, you'll click on that and you say, Hey, I I want that software. And it'll say, Hey, pay at least 18, 20 bucks, whatever, whatever figure they've come up with. And you can have all of these things. You can pay more and and more money goes to charity, but you know, there's a minimum you have to pay for this many products, but you save a ton of money. I am looking, uh, I come from the IT world before going into ministry. And right now there are a lot of, um, a lot of programming books on there. I know. Don't, don't let your eyes glaze over. There are a lot of programming books. There's 28 books that I could get right now for, I think it's like 18 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. It says the the price of them, if you bought them like MSRP is like $1,300. Well, just assume they're selling it for half of MSRP. That's a huge savings either way, you know, Uh, even a quarter. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go on uh, after I'm done recording this and I'm going to buy that package. And it's going to ask me which, uh, which charity I want to support. I think last time I, I bought the Hunter Call of the Wild, my boys already had it on their system, but I got it on my computer. And I think I spent 30 bucks and got every package that they had for the game. And I think it, I think I, it gave me just like a handful of charities to pick from. And so that was, that was really cool. Now, again, it's only up there for a limited time, so you kind of have to check back and see you know, what do they have right now. But uh, there, even Ubisoft is, is having a, a game sale on there. So if you go on right now, I think it was, I think it was for several more days. But Ubisoft has uh, a lot of games for sale. So if you like the Assassin's Creed, I'm trying to remember what all, uh, well Age of Empires maybe was on there, older games, but Assassin's Creed for sure. But Ubisoft was on there uh, selling that, and uh, uh, you've got several different software, several different books. Uh, and packages of those. You're not getting a physical copy of any of this. This is all downloads, of course, so they keep the uh, uh, keep the cost low. But let me encourage you to go check that out. I have I have enjoyed that. Like I said, I had no problems doing Hunter Call of the Wild that way. I think I saw it on social media and kind of led me over there, and I kind of checked it out and thought, Hey, this is this is legit. Unlike uh, unlike the never ending storybook that my buddy Ryan had me had me buy off of Facebook. That's that's a story from last episode. If you missed that, go, go check out the previous episode. But check out humblebundle.com. Well, it's been another another episode. Uh, so glad to, to be here with you. Third time's a charm, Lord willing. Uh, but I, I just pray that uh, and, and hope that each of you out there, are, you're finding something that you're enjoying this time of year, that you're able to be around people you love and enjoying this Christmas season. Share those things you're seeing, you're watching, uh, you're playing, those, those things that, that bring you joy. Uh, let us know about them. We want to we hear about them. We want to talk about them. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll probably try to put out one more episode next week. I go on vacation after that. So we'll have a two-week break in there sometime. But again, thanks for listening. You guys have a great rest of the week uh, and a Merry Christmas. If I don't see you before then.